Alright, this is my first story. Um, I have... I actually worked on it outside of class because I kind of like it and I think it'd be fun to write into like a bigger story. But like, here's what I have so far. Um, I woke up to a sunny morning. Sunny in the way that you know it's shining because you can see it poking through thick trees, but not in the way that it is illuminating the room brightly. The dark evergreens um, went speeding by as we moved along. I laid in bed looking out the window, um, burying myself in the covers with only my head poking out. I love looking out this window, thinking all the different things I've seen each morning waking up to a different view. My favorite was always when we were going through forests, looking out and seeing birds, squirrels, and deer, one time even a moose. I forced myself to get out of bed, not wanting to leave my warm covers. The irony is, I never wanted to go to bed at night. I never wanted to go to bed at night, and then in the morning, I never want to get out. I pulled on a sweater, one my mom had made for me from yarn that I had made. The yarn was from a lovely sheep named June. I wondered if June was still alive. I used to see her a lot when I was younger, but it had been years since I'd been to the family farm that my grandparents lived at. I went down the stairs to the kitchen to make some tea. I never like to eat right, right when I get up. I always need to wait for a half hour or so until my stomach wakes up. I grabbed the mason jar holding one of our tea blends. This was one of my favorites. It was vanilla, cardamom, anise, and bee pollen blend. I put a scoop into the metal tea infuser and put that in my favorite mug. This one my grandma had handmade for me on her pottery wall. She was an excellent potter and most of our dishes were made by her. I stepped out onto the porch and carefully sat in the hammock. It was made of dark wood with a railing to keep anything from falling out. I had to be very careful not to slip because our house was quickly moving down the rail. I sat cozy in my hammock with my warm tea enjoying life. We had inherited this house and the rights to these train tracks from my mother's family and we traveled around the Pacific Northwest on these tracks. Chapter 2 I rolled over in bed. The room was lit in an orange light, the way it looks like when your eyes are tired and it is dark outside. Calm music oozes in the background, the kind that's a bit melancholy but sweet at the same time. My room is so beautiful. I used to yearn for a room like this. I love showing people my room. It feels like I'm telling them about me without having to speak at all. My moss garden sits in the corner of my room with a small, with my snail tank adjacent. Next to that is a clothing rack. On the other side of my room is my bed. My sheets are green and hand-dyed with matching pillowcases. They have the uneven patchiness of when you dye something yourself, which I love. My bedside table is a tiny wooden thing with a little drawer. I have my incense, crystals, and rings. I always take off. I always take. I always take off before bed, right on top of the dresser. Uh, the side table. Um, I reach for the bowl of crystals on my bedside table. They look so pretty. I don't know why I feel so connected to them. I'm not sure I believe they have the power, but I want to believe it. This is a story about a mother and daughter relationship. Um, she had always had a close relationship with her mother. She had three younger brothers, but she was secretly always her mother's favorite. They had spent a lot of time together when she was growing up, whether it was cleaning up meals, ironing, or doing the shopping together. With the father and three younger brothers, there was a lot to do in the house, and she was expected to pitch in. They even shared clothes from once she was about 12 or 13 and could fit into her mother's clothes. Martha had always been tall for her age, and her mother was on the slender side. They stayed close, even when Martha got married. She lived just down the street from her mother, and they often spent time at each other's houses. She had two children, Lester and Susan, about a year apart. Her mother was there for both of the births and helped in the early months after they were born. But when Lester was about three, her husband's job moved them to Michigan. 
The move was hard for Martha. Martha loved the hustle and bustle of Chicago, even if the cold wasn't her favorite. But Michigan was much too quiet for her liking and even colder. Where before her mother came over and was often there to help the kids, she could now only talk to her mother on the phone, and even then the reception wasn't great and their conversations were shallow. They stayed in Michigan another 20 years. Both her kids grew up. Her son enrolled in a trade school, just like her husband, and her daughter got married. Her daughter had moved to California and her son to Indiana. She began to have problems with her marriage because Martha was sick of marriage and both her kids were grown, so there didn't seem to be much more reason to stay. Her husband was stubborn. He said he was comfortable with his job and didn't want to move. On a chilly morning in March, Martha was ironing Jim's work um, work uniform when she got a call. He'd been killed in an accident at work. She drove to the hospital where his body was. There had been nothing they could do. He was dead by the time she got to the hospital. She stayed in bed for many weeks after that, um, depressed. Despite the fact that there had been problems in the marriage, that didn't, that didn't mean she still didn't have love for him. She began to mend her grief by going through the house and cleaning stuff out. They had never had that many possessions and kept the house tidy, but after living there for 20 years, there was a lot to sort through. It took her many months to clean the house. She mailed a large box to each, her kids, to each of her kids filled with old clothes and mementos that she thought they would want to keep and gave the rest away. She sold all the furniture and her fancy dishes, some stuff like gardening tools she gave to the neighbor, and she sold the extra car. All she kept for herself was her clothes, a few favorite dishes, and a special lamp. She had now had enough money to take care of her for the rest of her life and then some. She loaded the car and drove um she loaded the car and drove to Chicago to live with her mother.